Hey, this is Ashlyn Beagley, and you are listening to All My Life, a podcast all about what it really means to follow Jesus and make disciples. Because once we have encountered the living God and been set free from our sin, everything else radically shifts for all of our life. Okay, hi, welcome back to the podcast. I'm super excited to be recording today's episode because I'm actually sitting with a couple of friends who recently graduated from OSU. So my freshman year, these two were seniors in college. And so I reached out to them recently and asked if they would record this podcast episode with me. And so Scott and Paige, thank you so much for doing this with me. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited. Yeah, so as you guys can probably tell from the title of this episode and probably why you clicked on it, today we're going to be talking about dating and marriage and being ready for dating and marriage. And this is a topic that I felt like the Lord wanted me to bring onto the podcast, even though I'm single and can't speak a ton of wisdom into this. This is why we're doing this kind of interview style with Scott and Paige. And um, honestly, this is just so awesome that they agreed to do this with me because coming into college, the Lord, especially my freshman year was so gracious to me and allowing me to just kind of observe from afar couples like Scott and Paige who were dating just so well and really putting the Lord at the center of their dating relationship. And um, the Lord just allowed me to kind of watch from afar and you guys probably didn't even know that, but it was just such a blessing. And People within our church in Stillwater and just some of my best friends speak so highly of you guys, especially when it comes to your relationship. And so I was so excited that you guys agreed to do this with me. So the way that we're going to kind of structure this is I have some questions that I'll ask you guys. Some of them are questions I literally have because it's like, oh, I get to talk to Scott and Paige. What do I want to ask them? And then the other questions are just questions I pulled from Instagram that I asked the listeners what they would want to know when it comes to the topic of being ready for dating and marriage. So would you guys just kind of introduce yourselves a little bit more and talk about like how you started dating and then how you even got married before graduating college? Yeah. Um, okay. We are Paige and Scott and we... Scott and Paige. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we are living in Oklahoma city right now. Um, working i'm doing photography and scott's teaching um we just had a baby a month ago yeah and so if you hear him crying (laughs) that's that's what that is (laughs) um and so we're we're kind of in transition season right now um but you want to talk about like how we started dating and everything yeah so um i met Paige. i think we both kind of informally met each other our freshman year of college. Um, we didn't really get to know each other very well, uh, but we had mutual friends. And it wasn't until we went on a, um, I guess you could call it a mission trip. We essentially did relief work in Rockport, Texas, which is down south Texas, about an hour away from Houston after a hurricane hit in 2017. Um, and so we were on that trip together with a big group of our friends. Uh, from that trip, we went back to Stillwater for college, and the team that was on that trip hung out and was really, really close. Um, neither Paige and I fancied each other yet. She wasn't even on my radar, but the group of friends that was there, there was about eight of us, we asked a lot of questions about the church, asked a lot of questions about the Lord and about like what it really means to be a Christian. Um, we sought those answers through the scriptures, and we also even talked about and asked Um, questions about relationships and dating and what that kind of looks like. And we looked in the scriptures for what that looked like. It wasn't until right before the summer hit in 2018, I think, or 20, I don't know, know. right before the summer (laughs) hit, um, I realized I was like, you know what? I, this page girl is pretty cute. She's pretty cool. And she (laughs) loves Jesus a lot, but um, both of us are about to go off and do our own thing in the summer. She was going, um, somewhere to live in another country for a little bit. And then I was going to be working at Canacuck all summer, which is a a summer camp in Missouri. And so I was like, well, I can't ask her out yet. So waited that whole summer, got back, ended up praying and fasting a ton about whether or not this is something that the Lord wants us to do. Uh, I think you have um, 
a singleness piece of your podcast talking about like the the joy of singleness and the blessing mm-hmm. that it is and mm-hmm. the way the scripture talks about that and so that wasn't something that i wanted to throw away lightly um or something that i wanted to stop being is like dwelling in singleness lightly mm-hmm. uh, so sought the lord heavily about it ended up getting confirmation from the lord there was a lot of peace um and uh, all of my friends that were praying with me is there was a lot of peace between all of us uh, and so we were like, all right, let's ask her out. The Lord will either have keep the door open or he would close it promptly and we get to do our own thing. And I asked her out. She said no. Um, so door was closed. <laughs> lots of peace. It was like, all right, sweet. It's not something the Lord wants me to do right now. Wait, let me, let me I can preface this a little bit. We got to know each other really deeply, like through the friendships that we had. And so we already knew each other super, super well. And yeah. I had no idea he liked me. I had no idea that he was going to ask me out. Like literally no clue. Which is shocking because (laughs) it would seem as though from everyone else, including myself, that we would be all flirty, that she would be all cute with me and all sorts of things like that. I totally thought that she knew that I liked her, but she had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea. (laughs) So I felt like I had pretty solid confirmation from the Lord at that point that like, Dating was not what he had for me in that season, but I also knew that I was in definitely like a transition season, um, coming back from moving overseas and just a lot of different stuff that was going on. Um, so pretty, pretty quickly, probably within a month, the Lord just like really humbled me. Like Scott asked me out and then I kind of realized that I like actually needed to like pray through that and deal with that because a lot of my story at the beginning of college was I went through a pretty difficult breakup and, um, a lot of, a lot of the last two years before Scott asked me out was just me alone with the Lord and really like processing and dealing with that. And, but also learning to like, let the Lord protect me and not, not self protect. Um, and just like finding my full satisfaction in the Lord. And so the Lord used the next month, um, definitely to like humble me and to show me that I was trying to self-protect and not allow, like, I didn't want to let Scott have room to hurt me. Um, and that was a lot of just like the Lord had closed the door to me dating immediately so that I could process that. And so that I could learn that. Um, and then he asked me out again, like a month later. So a couple weeks later, she, me and her had another conversation prompted by one of her best friends. It was like, you should revisit this with Paige. We had another conversation where she said, and quote, if you would ask me out again, I probably would say yes. So it's not even like a, <laughs> she hey. she said that to you? Yeah, yeah. Don't she do that. that be, be clear. She <laughs> said, I might say yes if you had asked me out again, maybe. And so I... I didn't mean it like that. That's but. how, that's <laughs> that's how, how I received it. Came it. Across. But um, anyway, she said that, kind of revisited it with the Lord and then asked her out again and then we started dating. It was awesome. Um, I'm sure we'll get into that more with like your questions. And then we got married um, a little bit over a year afterward. So yeah. 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 So this was the was this the beginning of your junior year when you started dating? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was. So we dated for a little over a year, and then he proposed senior year, November, and then we got married literally like 90 days later. So. Wow. <laughs> Kind of crazy. Yeah, it was, was awesome. crazy. <laughs> awesome. And then COVID. Yeah, we got So honestly, wedding. really <laughs> good timing. <laughs> no, to you fantastic guys. timing, yeah. We literally went on our honeymoon and we came back and everything was closed. Mm. We were like, yeah. okay. A- almost got stuck in Hawaii. Wish we got stuck in Hawaii. Um, yeah. Sadly, we did not. <laughs> uh, okay, well, thanks for sharing and introducing yourselves way better than I could have done and changed <laughs> all of that. Probably way more awesome. No, I love it. Necessary. Yeah. So, okay, to kind of jump into some of these questions first, with the episode really being about how to know if you're ready to date and ready to get married, because I think that I think that that might be one of the better questions that you can ask when it comes to dating and marriage is not like, Oh, who should I be dating right now? Or, you know, like it's, am I ready to date? Am I ready to get married? And so how would you say someone can know if they're ready to date and how 
can you really best prepare for that if you are single? Do you want to take this one first? Yeah. Um, I think that with dating, we we really define it um, as an evaluation process. And I think that a majority of that, that goes with this question as well. Um, so you're, you're evaluating if you're ready or not. And in, in that, um, I, that, I don't know, that process is definitely something that you like have to be very honest in and have to be, um, willing, I think willing to walk the Lord in that, but also like, it's really good if you're having conversations with your friends, having conversations with people who have authority in your life. And yeah. I mean, even just like asking if you're ready or not. Um, but I think like really the, the like telltale sign of if you're ready to date or not is if you're fully satisfied in the Lord yeah. mm-hmm. um, and if you're fully surrendered to him. And I'm not saying like the Lord can't use, like if you, if you rush into a relationship, I'm not saying that he like can't change you, can't continue to refine you, that he's not going to continue to refine you and make you more and more ready. Um, but I think that going into a relationship without being fully satisfied in the Lord just immediately introduces like tenfold temptations because mm-hmm. you're going to be seeking your satisfaction in the other person likely, regardless of what you're seeking it in before. Um, yeah. And that just like, continues to multiply temptation i think absolutely and even just to add on to it like if there's not someone in mind that you're thinking about starting a relationship with there's no reason for you to ask this question so if you're simply asking this question like am i ready to date like is this something that i should do but there's not a person that you think is even worthy of starting that relationship with Mm -hmm. starting that evaluation of marriage with then you might have a different heart issue on the table, right? Like if you're asking yourself, like, am I ready today? Am I ready to start relationships and start seeking things for marriage? Then like, why are you really asking that question? Is it because you want a boyfriend or a girlfriend? Or is it because there's this great person that you might have in mind that might end up being someone that you might marry? And so that that also plays a role into it. But I definitely second what Paige said, like, you must be fully surrendered to the Lord like a big piece of your life. Like dating is, is not in the scriptures. Um, there's not, not really mention of that. And so when you're in dating or before your dating process, like Jesus asks you in Luke 9, like if you were to follow me, you must deny yourself, pick up your cross and then follow me, right? So like the Christian life is all about denying yourself and carrying the cross as you follow Jesus. That applies before you start dating. That applies during your dating relationship. It does not change regardless. So if you're asking yourself, like, am I ready to date this person? Like, look at yourself, ask the Lord, seek him in it, um, and see if, like, you have truly surrendered everything, if you are truly following him, if that is your number one priority. And then also a page mentioned, like, seek counsel. Kid you not, I had about six, seven older gentlemen that were married and wise that I asked counsel from. Like, hey, there's this girl, I'm thinking about dating her, like, you guys know my heart better than anybody. What do you see here? Like, is this something that can happen? And I, I remember there were six guys that I asked. Three of them said, no, probably not, probably not wise for you right now. And three of them said, that would be awesome for you right now. <laughs> and so I had three different opinions that were all saying something different, um, which actually really helped in the evaluating process to see like if this is someone I want to marry. But most importantly, first and foremost, if you are thinking about stepping into a relationship, like pray about it for a long time and fast about it and seek the Lord in a significant way about it. I've seen people like, all right, I'm going to pray and seek the Lord in it. And then the next day after, you know, saying a prayer before a meal or something, they're like, all right, I'm ready to date. It's like, all right, well, maybe that is so. Maybe the Lord has laid it on your heart so clearly, or maybe you're listening to what you want to do. Um, And so just make sure that if you are about to jump into a relationship that you've properly sought the Lord and you're very confident that that's what he wants you to do during that season. Man, that's really good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It literally makes me think like the Lord, like coming into college, I was getting over a really hard breakup and freshman year was like a lot of healing for me. And I think Paige 
um, our stories are yeah. kind of similar in that. <laughs> yeah. So my freshman year was like a lot of healing for me. And right before my sophomore year, the Lord just really confirmed that like I had been healed from that. Mm-hmm. So then in Ashlyn's head, it's like, oh, like I'm probably about to start dating someone then. Mm-hmm. And then looking back like a year later from that thought, how sweet has the Lord been to not give me a boyfriend, but instead give me so much more satisfaction in him. And how cool is it that redemption didn't come from another relationship? It has literally come from him. And I've been able to reflect on that a lot. And so mm, that's really good advice though, from both ends. Um, So when it comes to actually going about a biblical pursuit, Scott, you talked about this a lot, just like going to people that you trust, going to older, wiser people and asking if you should have pursued Paige, if you should start dating and fasting and all of that, is there anything else that you would add to that when it comes to what a biblical pursuit of someone looks like that you uh, want to start dating? Oh, hundred um, <laughs> percent. Yes. So like the idea of pursuit, like we all want to be wanted. Right. And I'll say this a little caveat, like the, there's a ton of really good stuff out there about dating. There's also a ton of really bad stuff out there about dating. Um, if you are looking for more expert opinion on these things or stuff that like really guided Paige and I, um, Breakaway at A&M has a really good series called Single Dating Engaged Married on their app. You'll have to go back. I think it was like 2016 when it came out. Uh, but Ben Stewart is the one that did that. And he also has a book called Single Dating Engaged Married that covers the same kind of stuff. Um, and he talks about it really, really well of like, biblically kind of how to approach this and also um, experientially how to approach it. Uh, and it's it's really, really good and helped Paige and I form a lot of our thoughts on this. Um, but like when it comes to a dating relationship, first and foremost, like everybody in the, everybody has to acknowledge scripture says that we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And until the ring is on the finger, vows have been said and you've gotten married, you are brothers and sisters in Christ. So during that dating relationship, nothing has changed. You are still brothers and sisters in Christ evaluating each other to see if y'all's relationship in marriage would bring more glory to the Lord and would bring you closer to the Lord. That's the only thing that's really changed. And so when it comes to pursuit of a person, right? Like I've heard so many times like, all right, I'm about to pursue this girl, like, or he's about to pursue me. When it comes to that kind of pursuit, I think like, yeah, like there's going to be seeking out that relationship in that evaluation, but that's as far as the pursuit goes. Mm -hmm. Like the uh, wives submit to their husbands because the husband is the head of the wife and the husband submit to the wives, all that sort of stuff. All of that stuff applies to wives and husbands. So like the man is not the spiritual leader of a dating relationship. Well, the women aren't submitting to the man in dating relationship. Like those, all of the things that you see in scriptures with husbands and wives, none of that applies to a dating relationship at all, because it's all applying to a husband and a wife. Um, And so if we're looking at it from like, what is a biblical way to go about the pursuit of a dating relationship? It's an evaluation to see if y'all's relationship in marriage will glorify the Lord. So during this quote unquote pursuit of a dating relationship, like, is it helpful for the evaluation to do certain physical things? Is it helpful for the evaluation to get into these emotional um, different conversations at a certain stage? And Paige has a ton more on that. But you have to look at it as like, I am testing this person to see if their our relationship in marriage will bring glory to the Lord, but also bring me closer to him. And that's it. Uh, as far as like the pursuit goes, I think in my opinion, do you have anything to add to that? Um. I think as far as pursuit goes, I think Scott did a good job of just kind of sharing that, like, we we look at it kind of through a distorted lens a lot of the time. Um, and if dating is an evaluation process, it's not meant to take all of these biblical ideas of marriage and just, like, practice them. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just, like, a practice run at marriage without, yeah. like oh, we're not living together. We're not like X, Y, Z. Like that's not it. It's this evaluation process. And I think that our flesh tends to um, push up against boundaries. And so like, I think that's why it's so important to go about the evaluation process honestly. And I think that in order to like carry that honesty through the full process without like 
your feelings totally taking over without like you name it just like like taking your eyes off track and um, it's really important to walk honestly like with people in it um yeah and I think that helps that helps you like stay in balance if that makes sense yeah and just to add on to that for a little bit more clarity like in the dating relationship boundaries need to be set um if you don't have boundaries then like you're not evaluating uh it's going to be a relationship that's going to be selfish and about you so set boundaries in that evaluation and then as the relationship progresses and like Paige and I saw this and figured this out as we were dating like we had set three really hard boundaries and as we got closer as the evaluation got more in depth those boundaries start to change a little bit so we had three boundaries they were like um what? Oh, okay okay <laughs> anyway set the boundaries the boundaries will change as you get deeper into the relationship awesome so okay this is a question that i have and like i i know what my opinion on this question is but i wanted to ask it and get you guys' opinion and wisdom because i've heard christians talk about this answer in two very different ways and the question is do you think that quote dating around as you are trying to find what you like or dislike is helpful or harmful um <laughs> i think that defining dating around is probably different for everyone yeah. i don't think that it's wrong to go on a date with someone yeah. but i think that it's more helpful if you can get to know someone in the context of friendship um because you there's a more authentic um evaluation that happens i think because you're not you're not just trying to like impress each other you're not mm -hmm. trying to like okay we are doing this through the lens of dating um and so i'm not like i don't think there's necessarily wrong just like okay someone asks you out you to get to know them you go on a date with them i don't think that that's wrong i just think that there's probably a better way a yeah. more i mean just a more helpful way um to go about that with yeah, yeah go. with like your question of like is dating around to figure out what you like and what you don't like mm -hmm. um i would say if someone is saying like i'm dating a bunch of people to figure out what i like in my relationships and what i don't like in my relationships like that should expose a heart that is not really concerned with really the glory of the lord but concerned with what you want and mm -hmm. what you're looking for like a marriage biblically is meant to stir the affections of the relationship to the Lord and then to reflect the unity of the Trinity and bring other people into worship with him. Mm -hmm. And so the one thing that a believer should be looking for in a marriage is glorifying the Lord, right? Like all of the likes and don't likes, like um, a boyfriend or a man or a woman, they're going to change over time. They're going to start looking old and decrepit. They're going mm -hmm. to, their likes and dislikes are going to change. What they want, what they need is going to change. And so if you're looking for a man who's like, he likes these things, he wants to do this, he's got a sense of humor and he looks like this. It's like, well, no, all of that is going to change over time. Yeah. And if you end up getting married, like that's all going to change. Like he's going to not be funny anymore or whatever's going to happen. And if you're looking for a woman who's X, Y, Z, like that's going to change as well. So if you're dating around to figure out what you like and what you don't like, I think that is a, a heart issue there because you're putting dating way too high. Mm -hmm. um, on the flip side of that, and I think Paige and I kind of disagree with that, The disagree on this point. If you like a girl or if you like a guy who you have not known to not have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, so I knew people like this in college, they would get broken up with and then less than a month or a little bit of a month later, they have another boyfriend or they have another girlfriend. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at that, like I think the evaluation process starts even before you start dating. And so if someone like that is always dating around, is, is going around with all of these people, even if they're doing it in an okay way, mm -hmm. that part of the evaluation starts and it's like, all right, why are they never single? Why do they always have to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend? Um, and that should expose something in their heart that you might be like, well, that's maybe their idol is dating, or maybe mm -hmm. they don't know what it's like to truly be satisfied in the relationship with the Lord. 
Like maybe they don't trust the Lord enough to not be single. Um, there could be a ton of different things, but I think if you're looking at to date someone that's been dating around a bunch and like going to a bunch of different people and they haven't had a term of singleness, then that should be a red flag in my mind of maybe their concern isn't all about the glory of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so next question, what does it um, actually mean to keep God at the center of a dating relationship? Because I think that, I think it can be really easy for if both people are Christians, it's like, oh yeah, God is at the center of our dating relationship and not really understand what that means. And mm-hmm. so could you guys just kind of define that a little bit? Yeah. I'll say this real quick, and Paige has some really good stuff on this. Be honest with yourself. Like a lot of times when it comes to Christians and Christianese and Christian culture, like we will say things because we know that we're supposed to say those things or we'll mm-hmm. believe that we have something because we know we're supposed to have it. Um, so like, is Christ the center of your life? Quickly, everyone's going to be like, yeah, of course. But if you're really honest with yourself and you look at the actions that you've taken, you look at the life that you've lived the past month, you might say differently. And so a big piece to knowing if your life or if your relationship is Christ-centered is being honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that this question for us goes back to what is dating? And if dating is an evaluation process, um, then you have to look at it through that lens. And so it's, it's less of, I think that we see and I've seen, I've done this in a relationship, but like, trying to build Christ into the center of your relationship isn't necessarily like, that's not necessarily it. Like that's not, Mm -hmm. that's a lot of the time that ends up being just us grasping at like control of, well, I will make this good. I will make Mm -hmm. us like, I will, I'll do what it takes to be good enough or you name it X, Y, Z. More about the relationship being with Christ instead of Christ being with everything yeah and so mm-hmm. i think that with dating being an evaluation process your job is still pursuit of christ and um, first and foremost and that it's not that that ever changes but especially in a dating relationship your job is not to make the relationship about christ your job is to pursue christ fully in your mm-hmm. own life and evaluate whether or not you can do that healthily with this person mm-hmm. um yeah. and that that's what ends up putting Christ in the center, um, I think is that, but I don't think it's like this, like super effort put forth towards the relationship. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like we do our quiet time together. We pray together. We sit next to each other in church. Therefore our relationship is Christ centered. Like if neither one of your lives are Christ centered, your relationship is not Christ centered, no matter what you do and no matter what effort Mm -hmm. you put forth, like, your individual life needs to be Christ-centered. Like we said earlier, like they are still brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm -hmm. And you are still technically in the eyes of the Bible, you are still single. Like you have not entered into a covenant relationship with anybody. And so you approach your life the exact same way that you would if you were outside of relationship, seeking the Lord, um, living in what he has called you to do. And they should be doing the exact same. And if you're doing that, then the relationship is Christ-centered. But you can't make the relationship Christ-centered in and of itself. Mm. Both individuals have to be Christ-centered for it to be. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) I think it's really easy to, like, put a checklist to it or something. It's like, if I'm doing X, Y, Z, then it's a Christ-centered relationship. But in reality, if you're both centering your lives around Mm -hmm. Christ, then it will automatically just be an overflow Mm -hmm. of that. Mm. Okay. So... This is another question that I am really curious about, and it has to do with emotional boundaries. Mm. Um, so because mm. this is, yeah, this is an area we love where boundaries. I, <laughs> yeah, where I just got really hurt, honestly. And man, it's so easy. Like we're talking about dating being this evaluation process. And if you're actually evaluating, if you're going to marry this person, then I don't, it just gets kind of confusing to me. And so the question, I guess, would be, um, if you're dating, how can you talk about marriage and prepare for marriage without crossing emotional boundaries that need to mm-hmm. be in place? And if you guys have anything to add about like physical boundaries or other boundaries as well, that'd be great. Yeah, I I can talk about the physical and 
that sort of thing if you want to talk about the emotional. Okay. Okay. So from the the standpoint of evaluation of marriage and we are still brothers and sisters in Christ, you have to ask yourself, why do I want to do these physical things? Um, because if you are a woman, that person that you call boyfriend is your brother. And if you're a man, that person that you call girlfriend is your sister. Would you kiss your sister? Would you kiss your brother? No, you would not. That's disgusting. Um, you would not do that. Like, so you have to look at it from that lens. Like, why do I want to do these things for Paige and I? One of our big boundaries is like, we're not going to kiss. Um, even when we knew that we were going to get married, we didn't, we didn't kiss until we were engaged. Um, and that was, there was a lot of different pieces to that. I think one of them was the fact that we were brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, and that would be like weird. Um, but two, also it clouds the, uh, judgment of the evaluation. So if like, mm-hmm. if like Paige is absolutely wonderful and I love her and we're just like, and I'm kissing her, then it could cloud my judgment. And I could think like, wow, because we're doing these physical things, she's absolutely amazing. When in fact, there's like 18 red flags that I'm ignoring because she's someone that I can kiss, uh, or do other physical things with. Uh, and so I think that's a piece of it. The other side of it, you have to ask yourself like, why? Why do you want to do these physical things? And I think there was a piece of me that was like, man, like I want to kiss her to show my affection. But the majority of me was like, it was coming from a place of lust. Like I, Paige is incredibly attractive. I love her to death. Um, And I want to do these things with her. But it was coming from a place of like, I want to do these things because I'm lusting after her. Like this is something that's coming from my heart of like, man, she looks really good. Let's do this. Uh, And so you have to ask yourself, like, where's this coming from? Being honest with yourself again, because I've seen a lot of people say like, no, it's because I actually like love her. But in, then you look at how much time they spend making out. It's like, no, I think like either you guys need to get married now because you love each other so much or this is coming from a place of lust. Um, and so you have to be honest with yourself about that and um, approach it in that way. And for from the lady standpoint, like you are you yourself, you are an individual. He is not the head of your spiritual relationship. He's not meant to be leading you spiritually yet because you guys are not married. Um, you are not meant to submit to him. If he is pushing physical boundaries and you don't want to cross those boundaries, do not cross the boundaries. Break up with that person. It's like if like they can't respect you enough to wait to kiss you or wait to do something physical, then they are not at the right place with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so if you have crossed a boundary that you feel uncomfortable with, it is not worth staying in that relationship with that person. Even if they're cool, even if they're awesome, you have to trust that the Lord has something better for you so that you don't have to sin. Like, the Lord will not put you in a um, between a rock and a hard place of like, all right, you have to sin in the relationship, but this is the only person the Lord is going to have you marry. Mm-hmm. Or you break up with this person and you're never going to be married again. It's like, no, that's not how the Lord works. Like follow him, walk in the conviction that the spirit has given you. Um, and like be your own. If this person is pushing you to do something you're uncomfortable with, break up with them. And if you are a guy on that side and you notice that like, that is what you are doing, I think you need to break up with that person and seek the Lord and become fully satisfied in him because clearly like this is a problem in your heart that you need to deal with before bringing someone else in and hurting them. Yeah. Um, I think with boundaries, like there's spiritual boundaries, there's emotional boundaries, there's physical boundaries. Like you can put a boundary on really any area of your life. Um, but I think that at the beginning of the relationship, it's so important to define them um clearly clearly define them and then like make sure that's communicated to each other make sure it's not just like you oh I have these boundaries for myself because when it comes down to it like you're not going to hold to them if it's just you um yeah and I think sharing those boundaries with someone more mature than you but also someone that like has authority in your life with um, your community as well yeah is Mm -hmm. important um but i think as far as not pushing emotional boundaries but still moving and progressing towards marriage um i think it's really important to understand that boundaries for the most part are seasonal like they you don't set a boundary typically and say this is how it is for my whole life everything is always going to be like this like this is the (laughs) one thing especially in a relationship um like physical boundaries are different because most of the time you hold to those until marriage 
Um, and that's how it should be. But, um, emotional boundaries, spiritual boundaries, like as you progress towards engagement, as you progress towards marriage, like you have to be able to talk about those things. You can't just like go into marriage and be like, Oh, actually we never (laughs) even like communicated at all about our spiritual life or about X, Y, Z. Um, but that's where I think that it's so important to have, um, honesty and to have people that you are actively sharing your relationship with and so and I would really really emphasize that like yes it's important to share it with your community but it's also important to share it with like people that are more mature than you but people that have authority in your life and people who are who are going to be able to say and have a voice enough for you to trust them and they're going to be able to say no that's your way off here and and so as you progress in those boundaries, like you get to ask, like, is this wise to step into this conversation? Is this wise? Um, or like, even if you step into a conversation that you probably shouldn't be in yet, like you guys get to go and share that with that person Mm -hmm. or those people and they can help you just maintain the, the purity of the evaluation process. I Mm -hmm. think, um, I think that's like what helped us is like having that, those other people and having um just like being honest about where we were at as the relationship progressed because it wouldn't have been healthy for our hearts just to like take it and run with it as we felt like it yeah yeah and as far as like talking about marriage and things like that um until you have reached a point in the evaluation process where one of the two parties is like you know what i think this is someone i i am going to marry like I've evaluated, I've seen most, if not all of their life. Yeah, let's do this. That's when a conversation about engagement and marriage can be opened up. So mm-hmm. like for those who don't know, like Paige and I's story very much, we started dating in November of 2019. Um, no, September. September of 2018, <laughs> LOL. September of 2018, November, Paige and I went on a date. We went up on this hill, beautiful sunset. It was awesome. Um, and while looking at the sunset, I was like, you know what? This girl is super cool. We've been dating for a while. I would like for a month. (laughs) Yeah. I would like to marry her. She's awesome. But like, it was really short in the relationship. I didn't know how she felt about it. And also I didn't know if it was just like, wow, I haven't dated someone in forever. Like, this is wonderful. I want to marry her kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so we held off talking about the dating relationship. I didn't tell her that until we got engaged. Um, but we held off talking about marriage and that sort of thing until way down the road, I think like that next summer, um, to make sure that the evaluation was complete, that it was mm-hmm. thorough, that like I had seen all of her heart and all of her life. Cause there was a bunch of things that I figured out about her later after that moment, um, that didn't necessarily change the evaluation, but potentially could have. Um, and so even though you might be feeling like, yep, this is it, make sure, double check, triple check, that you've evaluated to the point where it's like healthy to bring that up um, and that marriage is actually on the horizon. Mm, that's really good. Kind of a like a thought or question that comes to my head with that is like as you're continuing to evaluate the relationship, like it takes time so you don't have to like put everything out there on the table right away then right, yeah. too. And yeah. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. And it's a different timetable for everybody. Yeah, I think yeah. um, all three of us have a friend, have friends who dated for a way shorter amount of time than Paige and I did and got married. And mm-hmm. like, that was it. And they started talking about engagement stuff way before Paige and I would have. Uh, and so every relationship is different. Every set of boundaries is different and is going to transition differently. Um, it's just up to the discernment of the people in that relationship. Yeah. And I loved what you were saying, Paige, about essentially just like bringing everything into the light by talking to mentors and mm-hmm. wiser people who are outside of that relationship. And hey, we started like we started talking about this. This is yeah. where we're at. And I think that's really, really wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so another question, just when it comes to um, who you're dating, who you're going to get married to is um, something that I actually got to like study a little bit with my internship this summer and talk uh, with other interns and with um, the family that was kind of leading this internship is if all believers share this same general mission in life of making disciples, following Jesus, fishing for men, like that is the calling that 
is placed on every believer. Um, and we know that, but how important is it for each person to know their quote specific mission or their specific calling in life before you enter into a relationship or before you get married if you're already dating? Yeah, um, this was something that we definitely walked through um, yeah. for months, like, because mm -hmm. <laughs> I knew when I was in sixth grade that the Lord was calling me to move overseas mm -hmm. and Scott didn't and he wasn't he, he was very adamant about making disciples but um just didn't feel a specific calling to go um and so I mean like months of just fasting and praying like is this even wise to continue yeah. Um, and really like the Lord, like just continued to remind me that like, if Scott's heart was willing to be fully obedient to Christ, then like the specific calling in the moment doesn't necessarily matter because he's going, like, he's going to say yes, if the Lord asks him. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's, it's not, it's not this like okay, I'm going to move to Oklahoma City and I'm going to be a nurse and mm -hmm. that's going to be my life. Okay, if he's not 100%, like, that's exactly what the Lord is asking of him right the second, like, then we can't mm -hmm. date. But it's more of, no, I mean, knowing even and understanding that, like, callings can be seasonal. Like, mm -hmm. a lot of, most of the time, like, you don't really like decide, okay, I'm going to move overseas and then I'm never coming back and be there for the yeah. rest of my life. Like, because you don't know, like you get to follow. I think that's part of like trusting the Lord is like you get to follow and listen to his voice and continue to reevaluate. Is this what he's asking of me for this season? Yeah. Um, and then you get to do it together. And so I think that it's very important to consider their willingness to be obedient to the calling of, that the Lord's placed on their life mm -hmm. versus having the exact same calling. Yeah. And I will say, if you are that person that is like, I'm being a nurse, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm doing. Um, I would reevaluate your heart and see if you're the one that is disobedient, like unwilling to be obedient mm -hmm. to where God has you. Um, if your mind is set on like, this is what I have to do. Um, but just to add on a little bit further of like a specific mission or specific calling, like, I think I, I still don't have like, this is what the Lord has called me to do. Right. But then we look at scripture and we look at the great commission. Mm -hmm. Like he has asked us to go to every nation and make disciples. Well, there are thousands of people groups that have never heard the gospel before. And mm -hmm. so it's like, you have to ask the question if God's asked us to make disciples of every nation and there are nations that exist that don't have the gospel. Why are you not going to them? Um, is it disobedient for you to, to go? And so I think like a, our natural response is, should I go? I'll wait till the Lord to call me to go. But in reality, it should be, God's told me to go, so I should be going. And if he asks me to stay, then I stay. Um, but bottom line, if a person, if you are one of those people that's globally minded, like we need to get the gospel to these nations and the person that you're thinking about dating or you are dating is not, I would say that's even a bigger issue than where you are called to be. Because if that person is not concerned with the nations coming to Christ and that person is not concerned with God's glory throughout the four corners of the earth, then your, your missions are misaligned because that's what you're concerned with. That's what you're going to go for. And that's what they're not concerned with. Mm -hmm. So if you guys end up getting married and end up syncing up, then like one of you is going to be anchored down by the other and y'all's missions are not going to be aligned. And so if both of y'all, and this is why me and Paige ended up getting married, like God has not quote unquote called me to go overseas. Like I don't have a feeling in my bones or a, he hasn't written it in the sky for me. Scott, go to North Africa or whatever. Like he hasn't called me to do that, but he has asked me to go to every nation. And so when he calls us, not when he calls us, when he has opened up the door and we're going to be actively seeking it, we're going to go unless he tells us to stay. And that's like, I'm willing to go overseas regardless of whether it's like my calling or not. Mm -hmm. um, in obedience, what he's asked us to do in Matthew 28. And that's where Paige and I found that 
sync up in our relationship because he's called Paige to go and I'm willing to. So there that works. But if I was someone like, no, like I'm meant to stay here. I'm not going overseas. There's plenty of lost people here. So I'm going to stay. It's like, well, I think Paige and I would have broken up at that point Mm -hmm. because I am not globally minded. I'm not willing to go. Uh, And so that's something you guys need to talk about and evaluate because if you don't, you end up getting married. One of y'all is going to be hurting pretty bad and the marriage will be hurting pretty bad. That makes a lot of sense. Just being less about specific locations or I have this specific calling on my life for ministry and this person has this specific calling, but if you're both obedient and just seeking Mm -hmm. to make the Lord known and seeking to make disciples. And also um, I kept thinking of like the word humility as you were talking and just having a deep sense of humility in each of you in my life is not even about me and my focus needs to be on the Lord and on what he wants me to do, then like everything else will just fall into place. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, absolutely. That was really good. That was really helpful for me too, because that was one of my (laughs) questions. So thanks. Um, (laughs) So kind of the last question, just when it comes down to like, if you're dating someone and you want to get married, um, I know that talking about like gender roles and marriage and all of that stuff can one be confusing to like very countercultural and three really taken out of context, like with all of that. So um, what did it kind of look like for you two to understand and discuss with each other what scripture actually says about gender roles in marriage? Since like you guys said, like, we're not given these gender roles in dating. It's not like we're practicing those in dating before we get married. So to talk about that and then step into that in marriage, like what did that look like? Yeah. So Paige had to come to grips with the fact that she couldn't wear jewelry. Um, she can't speak in church. Um, he's practicing she's... his dad jokes and they're just not there yet. <laughs> definitely something that needs to be talked about now for sure. Um, so I think for us, we didn't, we didn't necessarily like sit down and like, okay, we're going to decide what we believe about this. Um, it was more so through like the years that we were friends in a group where literally all of our friends, like, I mean, day after day after day, just continually broke down the questions that we had about life and about Mm -hmm. scripture and about our hearts and everything. And I mean, we, didn't settle until like the conversation wasn't dropped until we felt like okay one we've seen it in scripture two we like feel affirmation from the lord that this is like the answer to this question yeah um and so i think that like probably our perception of this comes more from that season of our life than it does Mm -hmm. from like engagement or dating or any of that um and so i think that like for us to discuss those things it was more what do we see in scripture and how do we align our lives to that? And so Mm -hmm. like, I mean, we're, we know that we're all called to submit to each other and like, yes, wives are called to submit to their husbands. Um, and so it's a, it's a me asking, how do I do that? And us discussing like, what, like, where am I not submitting? What does that look like? Um, and even like in things that, maybe are more risky for me to do okay i'm gonna go and teach this group of people i'm gonna go and um i don't know like scott being the leader of our relationship is is a really big protection to me um as a woman and as a woman that is like actively pursuing the lord and actively and trying to make his name known because ultimately like Scott answers for that mm-hmm. um yeah and so there there are things about submission I think submission just being specifically tagged to women in this conversation and um, that we feel like makes us weak um but really like there there's a protection of the Lord front like just in submitting in mm-hmm. being asked to um I mean fall under someone else's leadership and not not be our own um that that is reflected throughout our walk with Christ but also in marriage and I think that obviously that is not practiced and really shouldn't be practiced in dating in terms of like specifically like okay I 
am submitting to him as if he's my husband, but like brothers and sisters submit to each other as well. It's, it's a little different. Um, so I think that, I think that for us, that's some of the picture of what that looked like. Um, and a lot of it was really just asking how do how do I submit to the word of God versus yeah. what do I think about this? How do I think about it? Where is this oppressing me? Where is this? Yeah. Yeah. And even just to add on to that, like, like I said earlier, there's going to be, there are a thousand different opinions and a thousand different things that people that you love and people that are mentoring you are going to say, um, and get their advice, seek them out. But I would say most importantly, I would wait on the advice until you have studied the scriptures yourself. Um, study the scriptures together, but also individually. Like spend time studying Ephesians 5 and spend time looking through 1 Corinthians 10 and, and those other passages around there. Like spend time looking, even in the Old Testament, of what it looks like for a husband to love his wife and for a wife to love his husband, a uh, wife to love her husband. Um, because if you look through Ephesians 5, I, I just did while Paige was talking, like there are many, many different passages about or verses about the husband essentially submitting to the wife and giving himself up for the wife. And mm -hmm. so look through those passages yourself. Um, look through those passages together. Study those scriptures. Figure out what the Lord is leading you to understand in those passages. And then I would say seek some advice from others. Um, because if you have a biblically informed perspective on that, then you're better off than having a opinion or advice from Paige and I or someone else's uh, informed opinion on it. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, that's pretty much all the questions that I had for you guys. And that was, mm, that was just so good. I feel like I'm just sitting here and need to like process through some of this now. And so I know that this was just such a huge, this will be such a huge blessing to everyone who gets to listen to it. Um, so thank you guys again. And if you're listening to this and you would really like to reach out to Scott or Paige, I will link Paige's um, Instagram handle in the show notes and you can contact them through her Instagram if you want. But yeah, that's about all we had. So thank you guys so much for doing yeah. this again. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. It was fun. Yeah, this was a good time. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you were encouraged by today's episode, I want to ask you to pause, take a screenshot, throw it up on your Instagram story, tag me in it at ashlyn.beagley and tell me what your favorite part was. Tell me what you want to hear more of and just share it with your friends so that we can get this out to more people and so that I can see what has been encouraging you, what you like what you want to hear more of and then if you want to help me out a little bit more I would love if you would join me in just praying for this podcast praying for this ministry and then also if you want to leave a five-star review and written review on the podcast app that's super helpful thank you so much and I can't wait to dive in to some more episodes with you